Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 42 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So excited about today's episode as we have a Facebook ads expert on here today. Facebook ads is not something that I talk about. I don't teach it. I don't do much with it at all. And I love having people that can get on the podcast and really share their expertise. That's something that I don't have. So I'm really happy to have um, Lauren Schwartz on the podcast today. So what she's going to dive into is how to create amazing Facebook ads that will convert for you using creative user-generated content. So content that comes from customers, from influencers, that kind of thing. So, so excited about today's episode. We had such a great conversation and we laughed a lot and we talked about a lot of different fun things that have to do with Facebook ads and everything else that goes with that. So a little bit about Lauren. Um, Lauren is from California. She's a thought leader in creating profitable creative strategies for e-commerce brands. She has been a design professional with over 15 years of experience directly in e-commerce. And then over the last eight years, she has worked in digital marketing. Her passions lie in creating top performing ad campaigns and creatives. She is personally strategized for top brands using Facebook, Snapchat, Google, TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, and she's just amazing. So I am so excited to have you listen to this episode. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. It's going to be an amazing one. If you are looking for a mentor, you're looking for some one-on-one support to help your business grow, I offer one-on-one coaching and I would invite you to submit an application to work with me one-on-one. I work with clients that have subscription box businesses, e-commerce, and they're looking to make more customers make more money, get more sales, get more traffic, get eyeballs on their product. So if that is you, click the link in the notes below and apply for my one-on-one coaching. Hi, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Um, so before we dive into all the amazing stuff we're going to talk about, can you just kind of introduce, you know, introduce yourself um, and just tell us a little bit about like how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, so uh, my name is Lauren Schwartz, and I'm the owner and creative director for The Loft 325. Um, Basically, we are a creative studio that specializes in ad creatives for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, basically all the platforms for social media. Um, And we work with a handful of clients uh, designing and doing the creative strategy for their ads. 
Um, so I actually have a agency background. I've been working in e-commerce for the past 15 years doing email marketing, um, landing page design, um, pretty much anything that has to do with e-commerce. <laughs> I've kind of had my hand in it. Um, and it wasn't until I started working at the agency where I really kind of fell in love with just this kind of ad strategy and thinking about how to kind of come up with creatives that work for social media. So um, because it's such a quick platform and it's because it's so quick, it was really interesting to try to figure out how we can make creatives work um, in less than 15 seconds. So that's kind of where I kind of found my niche, I guess, um, and really just kind of dove into that. And, you know, there's definitely a need for it. So <laughs> that's kind of how I got my start. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it so much. And then when you talked about, you know, doing stuff for other e-commerce, you know, you worked for e-commerce brands, you said email marketing, landing page design, which of that, like, what did you like? What did you like doing the most? Sorry, <laughs> can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's weird. I, I actually really enjoyed the landing page design um, just because I think you had, there was so much more of like a canvas to work with. And I don't know, it's, it's interesting to think about landing pages. I think some people just think like, oh, you just kind of throw your information on there and, you know, people will come to your website and figure like, you know, they'll read it. But really like most people, again, they don't like to read and they only like to see photos and, you know, you have to make it, it's kind of like ads, like you have to make it quick and to the point. Um, but then you also have a lot of information that you have to get into your landing pages as well. And just kind of the flow of a landing page. I mean, there's definitely a way to do it and, you know, making sure that you're getting those key points in there you know, information above the scroll or above the fold, sorry. Um, so there, there is a way and a process of, of creating landing pages. And, and that was actually always really interesting to me. Oh, I like that. I, I'm laughing too about your, the landing page thing. Like, oh yeah, I just put stuff on there and people will just buy it. And it's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I um, wish it was that easy. I know. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of um, very funny stories. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into, um, what we're going to talk about today. So like Facebook ads, um, so I am, and I know we were chatting before we started recording, like I am not an ads person. I didn't do ads for my, for my old product business. Um, it's not what I teach my clients. It's not what I include in any of my courses. So I, I definitely love, um, one, I like chatting with people who know ads because again, it's like not my jam, but two, um, I feel like audience, like my audience definitely really wants to know more about Facebook ads. And I think um, there's such a specific way to do ads that work very well. And there's a way not to do them. <laughs> like we've all seen the terrible ads on Facebook. And um, so yeah, I'm super excited to, to dive into this uh, with you today. So when it comes to Facebook ads, um, I guess maybe to start off with uh, you want to talk a little bit more about what you do at your agency. So I know that you said you guys do the creative part for ads, but do you do you actually put the ad together? Um, like, how does that work for your agency? Sure. So the process that we kind of, you know, we work on. So <clears throat> we kind of like to think of it as like a whole process. So there's a lot of research that actually goes into creating an ad before you actually execute on the ad. So we do um, all of the creative research behind it, the creative strategy. So how we, you know, where exactly each of the ads is going to go within the funnel. So you have your prospecting level, remarketing, and then sort of like retargeting. 
Um, and we kind of help our clients with, with that kind of overall flow. Um, and then we also execute on the ads as well. So, um, I have a small team, but basically there's, you know, two designers and then I have a copywriter who I work with. Um, and then I work with a bunch of content creators who create, you know, the content for the ads. Um, so yeah, I mean, we basically work from like the top down, um, of the strategy and then execution for all of our clients. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so let's kind of talk about ads. So I know that, you know, you do the creative part. I would love to hear more about the process. So how, when you start working with a new client, how do you kind of come up with that creative part of the ad? Yeah, that's definitely, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, so it kind of depends. So there's some of the clients I work with, they've like never run Facebook ads. So we're kind of starting from scratch. And then there's some of the clients that I work with who they have been running ads, but either like the creative isn't working or they just kind of need a refresh. Um, so how I kind of like to start the process is, you know, first thing I like to do is just gather all of their assets. So what exactly am I going to be working with? Because a lot of times, you know, you'll get the creative um, and you'll get the creative assets and there could be a lot of holes missing. Like you don't have, you know, any of your product photography or the product photography is good, but you know, it doesn't really show what the product does, like any of the benefits or the features or anything like that. Um, there's no, you know, some don't have testimonials or user generated content, which is huge. Um, so just really kind of diving into their assets and just seeing kind of what we have to work with. And really, once we kind of get that process down, then I'll usually kind of, I'll send them kind of like a creative request document of this is what you have, but this is what's missing. And either they, you know, can go shoot that content or, um, you know, we can kind of help fill in the gaps with the people that we work with. Um, and then really it's, it's kind of taking a week you know, before we even launch or work on ads to really figure out like who their customer is, what are they trying to say? What's their tone of voice? Um, and then really just diving into their competitors, um, and figuring out, you know, how they want to kind of position themselves within this like ad market and, you know, essentially just really just doing a lot of research. And then with that, working with my copywriter, coming up with some hooks for ads, um, you know, kind of what's the, the the three second kind of that will pull you in um, and really kind of diving into that. So it really is kind of like a long process of trying to figure out how to, you know, work with the client first before I even just dive into ads. Like it really does take a lot of research before we even execute on any sort of creative. I love that. I love it so much because I know when I work with my some of my one on one clients, um, it's kind of the same thing. Like I have to do so much of the back end. Like I need to learn all about your customer, who you're targeting, what are the pain points, how does your product help someone, testimonials, like kind of get all the stuff before you can actually even help them a little bit. So I love that, you know, I love that one, like you guys are obviously a great agency who does a lot of the due diligence because I think I've heard a lot of like kind of horror stories with ad agencies where they just oh, yeah. they just kind of take your money and they don't do any of that stuff that you just told me. They kind of just like, okay, give me your money and then I'm going to put some crappy video together and it's not going to convert and it's it's 
it's really bad. <laughs> so yeah, and it's and I think too, like I think that's kind of why, like I mean, a lot of the clients that I have worked with, they they do work with larger agencies, and then they tend to kind of get away from the larger agencies and come to me, who like I mean, we are we're a small company, like we're not a very large company, but I think the what you know most owners are so drawn to is that we really do focus in on trying to help you win in your creatives. Like it's not like, I'm not just taking your money just to take it. Like I want to like help you and I want to grow. And you know, obviously like at the end of the day, like we want to help you succeed because when you succeed, we succeed. So um, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing, you know, for the clients that we work with. I love it. It's, it's amazing. Um, And just, I want to talk about like the creatives a little bit, but what kind of clients do you work with? Is it, um, is it mostly like Shopify stores? Is it subscription box? Is it like Etsy shops or kind of just everyone? So mostly we work with obviously like, like product based. So e-commerce Shopify stores, Um, we do work with some subscription um, boxes and some of the, you know, it's funny because a lot of the ones that we do work with, like they are actually going towards a subscription model. So we, you know, they have their Shopify store, but now they're trying to kind of get the whole subscription model into their brand, which is, which is great. Um, So it's very much like a wide variety of, of stores. We don't really work too much with kind of Etsy stores. It's mostly Shopify. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, just curious. Um, I know some people, they, you know, work with like health and beauty and, you know, only e-com. So, um, okay. Awesome. So let's kind of talk about the ad creatives a little bit more. Um, and I'm also just personally curious. I'm, I'm someone that I really love looking at other people's ads, even though I don't really do them from, you know, I don't do them for my business, but, uh, or I didn't do them for my past, my old product business. Um, but I definitely love ads and I'm always curious when I see a really, really good one. Um, I guess before we dive into it, what do you think makes a really great ad for a product business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, huh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I mean, honestly, I think what makes a really good ad is one, something that can draw you in within the first three seconds. And, you know, honestly, just showing your product right away. Um, you know, in, in social media and paid advertising, the biggest thing is that you have less than 15 seconds. I mean, really, you have less than a second to really draw someone into your creative. And if they don't, if they're not interested within that first second, they're just going to scroll right past you. So I think the biggest thing for me is just always making sure that I can get you to stop within the first three seconds. And then hopefully it'll kind of draw you into at least click to go to the website and look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, obviously, if I can get you to stop the scroll within the first three seconds, then like I've done my job. (laughs) Like I've got you to stop. I've got you to look and I've got you to click to the website. And then really at that point, it's kind of the website's job and the landing page to make sure that they're doing the rest of their um, you know, information. And and I think that's another thing too, that a lot of clients that I work with that they don't quite understand, they think that it's only the ad that has to to work. And if the ad doesn't work, then it has to, then that it's it. That's the ad. It's a creative, it's, you know, the audience. And it's like, well, yes and no. Like if your landing page doesn't explain anything, like I'm doing my job of getting it to the landing page. Like your job is to make sure that the landing page is, you know, optimize so that it can convert the the customer. So like I did my part, now you have to do yours. <laughs> so definitely making sure that like both tie in together is super important. 
But um, yeah, my you know click through rate and just making sure that I'm getting you to stop is is always something that I that I strive for. Okay, I love it. Um, and I I feel like I would have a lot of comments about the website conversion part because I think that's something that a lot of product, especially newer businesses don't really understand very well. And they don't understand that the website really has to be converting. And if it's not, then you really shouldn't even be running ads because your website isn't going to convert. So, um, but yeah, maybe that's a a different episode. (laughs) Um, so when it comes to an ad, um, could you talk a little bit about how to identify the, the, I know that you talked about a hook and kind of getting someone to stop what they're doing and look. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit about how to identify your hook? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, one of the biggest or one of the best platforms I think to look at if you're kind of trying to find something that's attention grabbing is TikTok. And I think a lot of people kind of, you know, there's some who are really like they're really into TikTok. And then there's others who are just kind of like, ah, like TikTok's not the platform for me. But if you talk to anyone who's actually engaged with TikTok, TikTok will suck you in. Like you will literally sit on there for hours and just scroll through people like the TikTok feed. And like, you just sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I don't know what I spent an hour looking at TikToks, you know? And I think people on TikTok and creators on TikTok are so good at just drawing you in, um, whether it be a quick transition or, you know, if there's some sort of like attention grabbing headline that they kind of pull in, like those are things that you really can take from TikTok and actually put it into Facebook. Like the biggest thing for me is always trying to find that really attention grabbing headline. Um, and then anything that's, you know, a really attention grabbing like movement within the first three seconds. Um, again, any sort of like transition or swipe, like something that's going to you're going to look at that and be like, Oh, whoa, like that, that stopped me as I'm scrolling through my feed, like whatever it is that could get you to stop, like, that's kind of what you have to look for. And that's always something that, you know, I'm constantly doing research on TikTok. I'm looking at other people's brands, like my Instagram feed and my, like I save almost every ad that I, that I come across because I'm like, okay, what made me stop on this ad? Like, there's so many things that I think you can really do. But I think the first thing when you start to launch ads is really try to find those compelling hooks that, you know, can can get people to stop. Like I said, whether it's an attention grabbing headline or some sort of like transition or, you know, um, attention grabbing, like stopping motion that could get you to, to stop within your feed. That's so interesting. And I like that you like save all the ads that make you stop because I think that's an awesome idea. Um, I do that with certain things on Instagram, like if it's a, a brand photo or um, like a really great product photo. But that's I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good thing that people can implement today. Like literally start if you see an ad that you like, save it and then you can kind of, you know, review it and dissect it and, you know, see what made you save it. So I love that or not, not, not what save it, what made you stop. Yeah, <laughs> cannot talk today. Um, and then for, I guess when it comes to kind of creating an ad and, and things like that, um, how do you find the content? Or like, do you have any tips on gathering the most standout content? Yeah, so like I said, I mean, obviously, as a brand, you know, what kind of content do you already have? I think like, obviously, that every brand normally has content. So they either have some sort of videos or gifts or, you know, um, product photography. Um, but then for me, the biggest thing, and obviously, especially in the world that we live in with video, 
Um, you know, user generated content is something that is so, so important for every brand. I think, um, there's a lot of times when, you know, brands don't have any sort of user generated content. And so for me, that's kind of the biggest thing of like, okay, like that's what we need to source first, because you have to have some sort of user generated content. And I think a lot of times, you know, some brands, they, they don't see the value in it. I mean, I've had clients where they're like, it doesn't work for me. Like user generated content is not, you know, it just, it doesn't work for my brand. And it's like, okay, well then I think we didn't just need to find better user generated content because really like at the end of the day, like that's the biggest thing that you could have for your, your brand. And again, it, it doesn't take a lot of budget. It doesn't take, you know, a lot of time, especially for the the client. Um, you can shoot the content. You can have your friends go out and, you know, talk about your brand. Like anything is really, you know, as, as long as you can get different faces in front of the camera and talking about your product, like that's, I think the biggest thing that, that, that brands can do in order to like have the content that they need. I love it. Can you can you kind of walk us through because I know some of the listeners don't they might not know what user generated content is. I love it so much. So I am really excited to hear more of like how that works for your agency. Um, But can you kind of walk us through what user generated content is and what like why people need it maybe or maybe any examples too? Yeah. So I mean, again, the biggest thing again is, is TikTok, obviously, like that's basically an entire platform of user generated content. Um, you know, even same with like reels too. reels is another way of, you know, that's a ton of user generated content. So basically like user generated content is anyone who is talking in front of the camera, talking about your product, speaking about all of like the features and the benefits, you know, the features of what the product does and the benefits is, you know, really how it benefits their life, why they like using it. And, um, any sort of testimonials or reviews, you know, that people can kind of give you all just, you know, again, you could shoot it on your iPhone. You don't necessarily need this like high production camera. And really at the end of the day, what works so well for that sort of content is the fact that it looks so native to the feed of someone just shooting it from their iPhone and talking about a product. I think, you know, it's again, it's so easy to do and it, it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, and again, you don't need a ton of resources for it. You literally just need your iPhone and you just need to have the product and talk about it. So um, I think, you know, for me, the I, I work with um, a bunch of different content creators. So there is a little bit of different with like user generated content as far as getting it from your actual customers who are sending in, you know, reviews and testimonials, that sort of thing. And then working with a specific content creator a content creator is one who they do understand how to make the content look interesting where you will want to kind of get them to stop. So like, again, I think that's where TikTok and Reels is such a big, you know, it's a big lever to kind of push on because I think if you do a really good job with shooting Reels and you do a really good job shooting TikToks, you're going to have really good content creators to work with. You could like use that for your brand essentially. I love it. And would you consider user generated content also if say a customer like one of my clients is a dog toy company. And so they get tons of videos from, you know, dogs. I mean, that's the owner, of course. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know why I have to explain that. Um, But they get videos of, you know, dogs playing with the toys, dogs ripping the toy apart, dogs like, you know, playing with other dogs with the toys. Do you feel like that falls under the umbrella of of user-generated content too. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, again, like it's, it's showing your product and it's showing the way that you interact with the product. And so again, it's, you know, it could be one of the features of the product and, you know, again, the benefit of like how it's benefiting your life, how it's benefiting your dog's life. And I mean, really at the end of the day, like everyone loves dog footage. So (laughs) I think like more animal footage you could get in there, like you're going to crush it. That is true. I do feel like if you throw an animal into probably any kind of ad, you will likely get way more people to stop and look, especially if it's like a puppy or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a dog brand I work with and any any time we put content out with a dog, it's like, great, it, you know, has succeeded. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really try to encourage, um, like clients that I work with and students in any of my programs that, you know, you really have to get a lot of footage of like customers using your products. Um, even if it's like a beauty brand, you know, a video of someone like putting the makeup on or like a before and after. And, um, I know for me, like when I'm looking for, a product to buy like skincare or something, I definitely go through their Instagram, I'll go through tagged like photos and look at what people are posting. And it does help me make a decision on buying. So I think that stuff is it's really, really important just to show, I think to, um, you know, there's a difference between like, if I have a brand, and I'm talking about my product, there's a difference between that versus an actual person using it, talking about it, talking about like how it's helped them. It's just it's more trustworthy, and it's going to convert better. So Um, I love it. And then what are some of your favorite, I guess, if you can think of like maybe one or two of your favorite ads that you've created with some user generated content? What do you have any examples or anything fun that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, Yeah, like I said, I, I have a dog brand that I work with. And it's for um, they sell harnesses. And honestly, like the best thing for me is that I have two dogs. And so I get to shoot a ton of content with them, um, which is always super fun to do. Um, And, you know, again, like I have, you know, I have an eight-year-old daughter as well. And so she, you know, has been in some of the videos of just like showing how to use the product. And like, again, like I think that kind of that sort of content helps as well, because one, it's showing that like a child can use this product and like how easy it is to use the product. And again, I think it's something that people are like, oh, okay, like that makes sense. Like my 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 kid can use this product and it's super easy to do. And so, you know, again, just making things very like, like it looks like I'm talking about the product, just sharing it on my stories. And I think that's what really helps, you know, people kind of because it doesn't look like an ad, like people don't like to be sold to. And when it just looks like it's coming from your, you know, a genuine person talking about it, and they just shared it on their stories, you're going to get more people to click through because again, it looks so it just looks genuine. And it looks like you're just really talking about the product. Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, I agree. Like people don't want to be sold to. And um, I think that there's getting that content from, from people is so important. And like one question I know that like a lot of my students will ask me is like, well, okay, fine. I need to get this user generated content, but like, how, how do I get it? Um, and I always tell them like, you have to ask your customers. And this is of course, if you're not, if you're working with an influencer, but if you just have a customer, like, how do you get that content? And I always, you know, tell them you need to ask for it. People sometimes will give it to you 
for for not, you know, without asking, but you have to ask them. So build that into your email funnels, you know, add that to your pack, like your inserts in your packaging that just say, hey, we want to see you with our product. Take a photo, take a selfie, record a video and tag us. So I think it's important that you have to really encourage your customers to do this for you. But um, and when you do, you can, you know, do so much with that content. Like you can repurpose that into a reel. You can make a TikTok video. You can add that to, you know, send an email to your list. Um, it's, it's honestly completely repurposable, repurposable. Yeah. Is that a word? Um, so yeah, I love it. Um, any other, maybe do you have any tips for, for how people can get more of that from their, from their customers? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you touched on everything. Everything that I would have said is exactly what you just said. I mean, putting it in your, you know, packaging, anything, um, you know, your email marketing. I mean, all of that is just so uh, like, it's so easy to do and it doesn't require any time or anything. Like it's so like you did it and it's done and that's it. You're going to get the content back. And honestly, like people love sharing the products that they get, especially if they really love it. Like they, they want to see, you know, if they do a hashtag and, you know, you post their, you repurpose their content, like people love that. I mean, there's so many times when I get the content back and, you know, I just send a little comment say like, Hey, like we're going to use this in an ad. And people are like, Oh my gosh, like that's so exciting. Like they get so excited about it. So I, it's, it's so easy to, to gather that content and, and people love it. I agree with you. I I agree with you. And I feel like that's one objection that a lot of people will say to me is like, oh, no, I don't want to I don't want to ask them. I don't want to bug them. I don't want like I feel bad asking them for it. And I was like, seriously, when you tell one of your customers that you're going to use their video for anything, they will freaking love you. Yeah. Like that is literally how you build like your super fans. And they're like, oh, OK, well, I never thought of that. Um so yeah, people friggin love to be featured and honestly anything, even if, yeah. even if it's like resharing, um, a photo for Instagram, like people love that. So, um, and I just have one more question. Um, can you talk, you mentioned branded hashtag. Can you explain what that is and like why people need to be using that? Yeah. So again, like if you have a brand, um, you definitely want something that's very specific towards your brand. Um, and hashtags are something that is searched constantly. Um, and again, it's just one of those things where it's just another outlet and area that you can use to have people kind of drawn into your community. Um, and you know, really just be a part of like that whole experience of your brand. Um, and again, it's just one of those things that it's super easy. It doesn't cost you any money. And you just, you know, you get that following, you get that engagement, and then people can essentially repurpose and, you know, redo the things that you need to do with the branded hashtags. Okay. Um, and then for in terms of user-generated content, that's such a like long word to say. Um, <laughs> UGC, we'll say UGC. <laughs> Um, can you talk a little bit about branded captions and like what that means and like why those are important? Yeah. So that's something that I talk about constantly is making sure that you have captions on your ads, especially with user generating content. So within Facebook and Instagram, like 80% of people don't play their, um, play their stories or reels or anything with, they play with sound off. And so, especially with ads, like most of the time you're scrolling on your, your um, phone and you have the sound off. And so what I usually say with if in that specific platform is always designed for sound off. So making sure that you have captions that people can read, 
Um, if you're not going to do like the whole captioning of the ad, then do branded captions. So branded captions are basically just like pulling out little snippets that are important where that if you're looking at it, you can still get what they're saying, but you don't necessarily like have to read the whole entire caption. Like you just kind of get snippets of what they're talking about. Um, so I always make, you know, I always encourage people design for sound off, make sure that you have captions. And, you know, the best, the best thing with Instagram right now too, is that they included captions within your story. So like when people don't mm-hmm. add that in, I am just like, you're missing out on such a huge opportunity. That's so easy to do. And like Instagram does it for you. So, um, again, it's just things that are, that you can do that are, are so easy. And it really does help. Like as you're, you know, working on your ads. I agree with you. And I'm laughing too, because I remember like, I don't know, at some point last year when I really started using stories for my business and, you know, you would do a video and then you have to like go in and type the whole thing out or like, not the whole thing, but like highlights. And it was so time consuming. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I think the the caption, I don't know what you call it, like a sticker or something was such an amazing thing that they've introduced. So Yeah. And there's some people too, like I know, you know, some clients of mine, they actually, they don't have the caption sticker yet, but what you can do is you can download your video and there's another app. It's a free app. I think it's actually made by TikTok or Instagram that's called captions. And you essentially just put your video in there and it'll do the same thing. And it looks very native, like an Instagram caption. And you can just caption your whole video so that you can, you know, basically do the same thing. So um, if you don't have the sticker, then you can definitely download that app. And it's it's the same thing, basically. Oh, cool. I just made a note of that. I'll definitely add that in the notes. Um, that's awesome. Um, and it's weird how Instagram, like certain people only have certain things. I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation to have. But it is weird. Yeah. Like one of my clients, <laughs> one of my clients doesn't have reels, like can't do reels. And, it, and I keep telling her like, okay, you have to figure out how to get it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. But um, and yeah, like I've heard other people that don't have reels and then some people don't have music and it's, I don't know. It's weird too, because obviously Instagram is very much pushing towards like video hundred percent. So why would they not, yeah. why would they not give everyone access? So, yeah, I know it is weird. And like, there's, you know, for people like that too, like I always try to f- help them find other apps that could essentially do the same thing. Because again, like there's things that, you know, some people don't have access to on Instagram for whatever reason. Um, but CapCut is a really good one that people can use where they can create their video and they can cut it on their phone to make it look like a reel and add that in. Or another thing you could do is just do it on TikTok and just download the video. Um, I think it's SnapTik that you can do it and it takes off the watermark. And then you can just upload that to your Instagram stories and, and you can edit everything within TikTok you don't necessarily have to post it and make it like a, you know, viral thing. But if you just want to use it for Instagram, it's, again, it's taking those things from TikTok and just uploading it into your stories. Okay. I'm having, I I started, I do have a TikTok for one of my clients and I've done some videos and um, I don't know, I haven't learned how to use the platform too much yet. I really need to, I'm going to sit down and like do a, a TikTok course or something. I don't know, but um, it's funny how people are obsessed with the videos and they say it's so much easier than um, Instagram reels. So that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so I have one more question, maybe two more, if you have time. <laughs> um, so in terms of, I want to kind of jump back to ads a little bit more. Um, can you kind of talk, I know that you mentioned the ads should be 15 seconds or less. Um, can you kind of talk a little bit about how, like how to tell your story in 15 seconds or less that would make your brand really stand out? Yes, again, that's a great question because... 15 seconds is really hard. And I think that's kind of where you need to think about the strategy of the funnel placement. So obviously, all of your ads aren't going to be... I mean, majority of your ads are going to go to prospecting because really, at the end of the day, like you're trying to get new pe- new people into your um, your brand. Um, but it, you know, it's hitting them with an ad that one gets them to be intrigued. So I kind of look at it this way where like prospecting, I try to get you into that hook where I, you know, get you kind of intrigued, kind of thinking like, oh, like, what is that? You click on the website, you kind of do a little bit of research. And then if you don't purchase on the first try, then that's where you can kind of hit them with your retargeting. So like the first kind of set of ads is more kind of dynamic where it's like the one line, one liner headlines. Um, some user generated content, just because again, like it's good to have that kind of like backing. Um, and then within remarketing is where you start to put in a little bit more of like your brand story. So like I got you to click and I got you a little bit interested, but now I'm kind of diving into this is the features and the benefits of my brand. This is, you know, why people love this, like more reviews, more, you know, testimonials, all of that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of getting people like, you know, into the the content and wanting to learn more. Because again, like you're not going to get them. I mean, nine times out of 10, you're not going to get someone to purchase on the first ad. They're going to have to come back and, you know, be retargeted to and remarketed to in order to purchase. So if you, if a client, you know, or if a brand gets, you know, oh, I didn't get it on the first purchase. It's like, okay, well, that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> and, like People have to do research and they have to understand what the content is. And so I think that's kind of where you can hit them, you know, within these, these 15 second snippets each time, but you break it up into different sort of areas of how you break it down within the funnel. Okay. I love that. And yeah, I think there's some stat that says someone has to see your brand, what, like, eight, 10 or 15 times maybe before they actually will buy from you. So yeah, it definitely, I mean, like there's, that's why, you know, on Facebook, there's a 28 day window because sometimes it takes an entire month or more for people to even get to purchase on your pro on your brand. So within that month, you can hit them with prospecting. You can hit them with retarded. You can hit them with, you know, like you can hit them with so many different ads within the funnel placement that, like eventually they'll, they'll either not want to interact or they'll be like, okay, I really want to try this product. So I think that's where you just have to think about like the strategy of it all. Like you can't necessarily just throw in ads just to throw in ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and then I just have another question about ads. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I feel like I know your answer, but I want to ask you. (laughs) Um, so when it comes to ads, which, what performs better video or like static image? Definitely video for sure. Um, but I do have some that I do have some statics that actually do outperform video. Um, again, I think it's, you know, a lot of people just think like, okay, video, 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 like I need video and all of my ads, but really like sometimes like if you have a really nice 
product lay down, beautiful photography that shows your product really well, like it, it does work. Like you can make it work, you know, like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, always so much going on and so much video going on. Sometimes I do think like with video, you can actually lose what you're trying to convey within the video. And that's where I kind of think your static imagery comes in because it's just a shot of your product and kind of what it does and, and it works just as well. So it depends, like some brands video just crushes. And then in some of my other accounts, like statics do do really well. So it, I think it just kind of depends on the product. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like, I I mean, I have tried ads before for some of my clients and um, we only used photos and it just, it did not do well. <laughs> um, did not do very well, but I'm definitely, I have done Pinterest ads using user generated content for my pet client mm-hmm. and those have done really well. Do you do anything with Pinterest or is it mostly Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, again, like designing for each platform is so specific and making sure like, especially for Pinterest too, like people do like that kind of user generated content, but then really for Pinterest, it's more like, because people like to pin what it looks like, you know, like they see, like I have an outdoor furniture client and the best thing that actually works for us is statics because you can see how your backyard kind of transforms. Like you can say like, this could be your backyard essentially. And people are like, Oh, I want that, you know, for my backyard. And so I think it's just like the elegance of how it looks is kind of what draws people into like, you know, that specific brand. Okay. I love that so much. Um, also love like outdoor outdoor furniture stuff. So that's amazing. And I'm sure they, I can imagine they absolutely crush it on Pinterest because I feel like home decor and like patio furniture, all that kind of stuff is, is such a huge like portion of Pinterest stuff. So yeah. Um, and I just have one more question. So when it comes to all the different platforms, which one do you like doing ads for the most? I know you said you do TikTok. I think you said Snapchat, Facebook, Pinterest, which one's your favorite? Um, I actually, I I think I'm starting to get a little bit more into TikTok just because it's such a fun platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, it's, you know, there's not that many people running ads on TikTok yet. Like people, more of my clients are now starting, you know, most of the majority of my clients are, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And I think because they are seeing the kind of push for TikTok, more, more clients are starting to get onto TikTok. Um, so it's definitely a fun platform to, you know, test out because I don't like, there's really no like limit to what you can do. Like you just get to have so much more fun with it, I think, because, because it's just a fun platform. And so I think more people are interested in kind of the, like, again, transitions and like the different stylings, um, like that whole unboxing experience, um, like that ASMR where it's like, you just hear the sound of things, like all that kind of stuff is like things that work really well on TikTok. And so it's just interesting to like design for those. Mm, I can imagine that sounds really fun. I really need to like, I need to dive into TikTok. I feel like I've been avoiding it, but I just, I think I need to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. One last question. I promise last one. So I really love examples of things. Can we just like quickly Um, say I am a skincare brand, like, let's say I make facial oils, what kind of ad would you potentially like, 
I feel like this is like an interview question. What kind of what kind of ad would you create if you were like a skincare company wanting to work with you? Maybe just like a quick example. Yeah. So again, I would probably I would definitely do someone applying the um, serum. So like kind of doing like how it actually works within your skincare routine. Um, I think that's kind of a big thing is like a lot of times people will, especially women, they'll, they'll purchase these different serums, but they don't necessarily know where it goes within your routine. And I think that's that's something that's really important to kind of tell a person of this either goes in the morning or this goes at night. And this goes after your, you know, you moisturized your face or whatever, like definitely kind of showing where it falls within your routine and then someone applying it. And then to be honest, like I love before and afters. I think that's what so many women resonate, especially for skincare. Um, so if there's any great before and afters, like that's always something that I'd like to add into ads as well. But there are some times when like, obviously you don't have the before and afters. So I think just showing the application of it is always something that's going to do really, really well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Sorry. I just, um, I always think it's, it's fun to get like a real life example. So, well, this was amazing, Lauren. I feel like I learned so much from you. Um, tell everyone where they can find you and tell us about your services. I know I'm going to be referring you to all of my clients, but can you tell everyone like your services and where they can find you? Yeah. So, um, you can find me at theloft325.com. Um, and then again, my Instagram is at theloft325. Um, and then my services really focus in on, again, just ad creative and ad strategy for all platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat. Um, and then I also, again, um, do user-generated content as well. So I work with a handful of content creators to actually just source and um, supply us with user-generated content if you know a brand is specifically looking just for that. So um, those are the, the key areas that I work in um, for my clients. Oh, that's amazing. All right, Lauren, thank you so much. This was so awesome. And I'm so excited to for everyone just to learn so much about this from you. So thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you again. Such a great episode with Lauren. Absolutely love hearing the other end of the marketing stick, which is um, paid search. Um, paid advertising is not something that I teach to my clients. Um, I think it's great to use when you really understand who your customer is and once your website is converting for you. So I, I think it's fantastic to have someone on here that can share experiences that I don't personally teach um, or do with my clients. So love it. And I loved uh you know, having the conversation with Lauren and, you know, definitely laughed a lot over a lot of different things that have to do with like website conversion and um, some of the mistakes that, um, you know, you can make when you're doing advertisement. So it was a great conversation. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. Um, I can't believe we are almost going to be hitting a year in the podcast coming up in November. So just a few months away, we've already hit 10,000 downloads. I'm just so happy to have support from anyone who's listening and um, all the amazing messages you send me, um, all the DMs you send me, all the emails you send me. They mean so much to me. And I really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate all that support and feedback. And and I love having a platform that um, you know can help you learn and grow. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't left a review, I would love and appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
drop your name, drop your like, tell me what you like about the podcast, tell me what you learned and tell me how it has helped you. And if you haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. We have so many amazing episodes coming. I'm so excited. And I just want to say thank you for your support. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.